Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another episode of Dakota Spotlight. I really appreciate you listening and would like you to know about Spotlight Plus. It is a subscription to Dakota Spotlight that provides bonus content, early access, and ad-free listening, all while supporting my work and the show you love. You can subscribe right in the Apple Podcasts app or visit dakotaspotlight.com. You're listening to Dakota Spotlight, a production of Forum Communications. My name is James Wallner, and this is Season 6, Vanishing Act, the untold story of Kristen Deedee and Bob Anderson. To see articles, photographs, videos, maps, and more about this season, visit inforum.com forward slash Dakota Spotlight. Remember how last week I told you we had a plan for the next two episodes, but also how those plans could change at any time? Guess what? They did. We're shifting gears slightly. We're going to wait one more week for that sit-down with the retired detective. Instead, this week, we're doing something different, and we're guessing it's something a lot of you have been wondering if you'll hear. You will recognize the next voice. It's Jeremy Fugelberg, co-producer of this season of Dakota Spotlight. All right, here goes. Looked up the winter chiropractic number. Uh, theoretically, the office just closed at four. It's a couple minutes after. So I'm hoping to catch him uh, right at the end of the day or on his way out the door. Here he goes. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? So, rang, 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 goes to dead air, and then it's just dead air. But it seems like the call connects, so that's weird. Well, no luck with Clyde Dee Dee right now. Maybe we'll try him again in the morning. That was Jeremy's first attempt that would result in, I think, the most remarkable interview of this season of Dakota Spotlight. This week is all about that interview. It wasn't just remarkable because of what was said. It was remarkable because of the amount of prep work that went into it. Remarkable because, well, we didn't even think it would happen. But it did. Clyde picked up and talked to us. And we asked him the biggest question of all. That's right. This week on the podcast, talking to Clyde Deedee. The man married to Kristen Deedee when she and her boyfriend, Bob Anderson, disappeared in North Dakota in mid-August 1993. 
Today, Clyde is a chiropractor in Winter, South Dakota. I did finally get him on the phone. You've heard some clips from my interview with him in past episodes. But in this episode, we're going to play the interview in its entirety. If you've stayed with us thus far in the season, it's worth listening to, front to back. But also, as we've continued to work on this season, it's become clear to us that the interview offers a unique behind-the-scenes look at our investigation, and we feel it makes for an interesting story. That's what this episode is all about. Clyde is a crucial witness in all of this. We know from other witnesses that Kristen and Bob traveled to and visited the Didi farm near the town of Wishick that day, August 15, 1993. We know Clyde was at the farm that weekend, although we're not sure exactly when he was or wasn't on the property. The background is important, too. We know Kristen and Clyde were in the middle of getting a divorce, and there might have been a dispute over the two children that day. And we know Clyde was still under a court order to not have any contact with Kristen. This was after getting convicted for assaulting her earlier that year. Most important of all, we know that nobody has claimed to have seen or heard from Kristen or Bob since that day, August 15th, 1993. As you'll recall from our last episode, Clyde got some serious attention from law enforcement after Kristen and Bob vanished. Investigators interviewed Clyde, they searched the Didi farm, They even threw him in jail for a night over his refusal to provide a hair sample. It seems fair to infer he was a person of interest in this case, certainly a figure looming large in the investigation into Kristen and Bob's disappearance. So we knew talking with him, if he would talk to us, was a big deal. So today, we'll not only play the entire interview, we'll also share the considerations we took into account with that interview, what you do with an interview like that. These were not administrative, boring questions. These were big, important questions, big concerns. They go right to the heart of Dakota Spotlight, the kind of podcast it is, how seriously we take our work as reporters, how important it is to approach what we do ethically with an open and fair mind. And how did we do? Well, you can decide for yourself. Questions, questions, questions. What should we ask Clyde Deedy? We created a spreadsheet, a spreadsheet of questions for Clyde. We worked on it for months, adding one here, removing one there. From James's previous reporting on this case, we had some big questions for him about Kristen, their relationship, what happened the weekend she and Bob vanished. Hard questions. But we also had more reporting to do, so we did that work first. We interviewed more people, we gathered more evidence. By the time we were ready to call him, we had 20-plus questions ready to go. I grouped them based on topic, order of importance, and what I thought would be a natural progression of questions. Of course, interviews don't always go according to plan. Things happen. Answers lead to different questions. Best laid plans are just that, only plans. Still, always good to be prepared. In late January, we knew we were getting close to launching the podcast. We'd done all the work, which means we were ready to talk to Clyde. But first, we wanted to talk to our manager, Steve Wagner. Steve is the Digital Content Development Director for Forum Communications Company, He's not following along day to day, but when it comes to big questions, tough calls, yeah, we're going to talk to Steve. So we arranged a Zoom meeting with him, all three of us, Jeremy, myself, and Steve, all in different locations, to talk about interviewing Clyde. Here are some portions from that call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have learned a lot through this whole process. I mean, James, you've been digging into this thing for years, and, and, and there are a whole lot of answers, but there are still a whole lot of questions. and. And hopefully he'll be able to fill in the blanks. My understanding is that um, 
this has been something he's faced questions for, and obviously there's kind of cloud hanging over that now for going on 30 years. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to be just the latest version of people coming and asking him about this. And I don't think he's going to take, he's going to welcome that. Right. Um, so I'm not expecting that he's going to answer our call, uh, but I feel like it's, it's definitely the step we need to make uh, just in case he's willing to talk and to give him a chance to tell his side of the story. Um, and then if he doesn't talk to us, then we go from there. If, if I was Clyde Deedy in this situation and, you know, it's totally innocent, I might take this opportunity to say, you know what? Yeah, I will finally clear up some of this stuff. Or to be honest, I'd probably, after been speaking, spoken to by law enforcement, I'd probably have a lawyer already and just say, I don't talk to people. I mean, that's what I would personally do. Even if I was innocent, if I was him, I would have a lawyer. I don't think I'd talk to us if I was him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, dear listener. This is James, host of Dakota Spotlight, inviting you to subscribe to Spotlight Plus. For as little as $5 per month, you will get the warm feeling of supporting the show and also unlock access to bonus episodes. Get the episodes early and listen ad-free. That's right, no more ads. Apple users can subscribe to Spotlight Plus Standard right in the Apple Podcasts app. If you want to dive deeper and get even more exclusive benefits, subscribe to Spotlight Plus Premium or Spotlight Plus Ultimate. Go to dakotaspotlight.com for more details. You know, people have different motives for talking or not talking, you know? I mean, he could very, I mean, it's it's easy to maybe project, but I mean, I like the idea of giving him, you know, an opportunity, introducing yourselves, saying, hey, we know a lot about this case. We want to put it to to rest. You know, meet with us. Let us, you know, tell us what you know. I mean, he and he doesn't need to know what you know. Um, you know, I, I mean, certainly he could clear up a lot of this. And, you know, this is his opportunity. And he might be looking for that. I mean, you know, maybe he, maybe he wants to put some of this to bed. You've got to be ready to roll, you, you know, and, and, you know, let him know that you're recording. You know, at that point, yep. I, I think too. So, I mean, South Dakota is a one-party notification state. So, as long as one of us on the calls knows we're recording, it's not an illegal call. Um, but that is certainly cover your base. That is absolutely the right thing to do. This is an opportunity to speak, and you, you're inviting him to do that. And you know, hopefully, he he takes that. But you know, you guys do know a lot about this case. Um, yeah. You know, but like probably every case, there's a lot that to be known, you know, I mean, I mean, certainly just the list of questions that you have specifically to Clyde, you know, there's a lot of ground to cover. So with input from our boss, Steve, with weeks of preparation behind us and our spreadsheet of questions in front of me, I made that first attempt to call Clyde January 31st this year, 2022. You heard it at the top of the show. No answer. So the next day, February 1st. I gave him another call, again, at his chiropractic practice in downtown Winter, South Dakota. So I want to give you the lowdown on interviews like the one you're about to hear. As a journalist, there's lots of ways to interview someone. Every journalist has their own style. 
Most interviews are not like the ones you see on TV, either on police dramas or in high-profile interviews of, say, prominent politicians on the nightly news or a show like 60 Minutes. My interview style is to come in very prepared, but usually not come in hot, demanding answers, rapid-fire questions, nothing like that. More often than not, I get answers by not saying something, opening an awkward space for the interviewee to fill in with an answer, asking a question to which I already know the answer. You'll hear that technique here. It'll probably feel uncomfortable at times to listen to, but trust me, that's the point. One final note before we play that whole unedited interview. The phone connection with Clyde is really awful. It's fuzzy, and at times it cranks out loud noises and tones and buzzes. That's just how it goes sometimes. And we decided not to edit them out to give you the full, untouched interview firsthand. Okay, here we go. February 1st, 2022, just before we launched Season 6 of Dakota Spotlight. All right, attempt number two. Gonna just keep trying. Uh, Check the number. And all right, let's go. Point of chiropractic. Hi, uh, is this Clyde? Yes. Hi, Clyde. My name's Jeremy Fugleberg. I'm a journalist with Forum Communications in Sioux Falls. And uh, I'm working on a project that uh, involves you, so I wanted to call in and chat with you a little bit if you got a couple minutes. Yes. Great. Well, so I'll tell you first what it is, um, what we're working on. It's a podcast called uh, Dakota Spotlight. We look into various cases, cold cases, that kind of thing. And what we're looking to, uh, we're looking into in this season is the disappearance of your ex-wife, Kristen. Uh-huh. And so I'd just be curious to ask you a few questions about that, if you're, if you're willing. Yes. Okay, well, thank you. Well, I'll let you know I'm going to hit record here, since this is obviously for uh, a podcast. I'm going to record this. So that uh, that weekend, what uh, what do you th- what do you think happened to her? I've heard lots of different stories, I guess, since we've been reporting on this. To the best of my knowledge, she left with her boyfriend. Left f- from just what do you what do you mean left? I guess. Well, from her previous life, I don't know. Like, left, like, just drove away, or where do you... Took, as in took off. Oh, like, left, left. Right. Okay, okay. So did you, so I I believe she was uh, in in Wishek that weekend, I think it was uh, mid-August there in 1993, did you see her that weekend? Yes, I did. She left the kids with me. Okay. Did she drive the, the kids up and, and drop them off with you? Yes, yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, because from the research we did, it looked like I think there was a wedding that weekend. Um, that I don't know. Okay, okay. So when, when, did, you, when did you talk to her and what, how did that conversation go? And you're talking about a long time ago. I don't remember the specifics. Sure. Yeah. I mean, certainly a long time ago. Did uh, did you? I mean, was that the last time you heard from her again, or did you hear from her after that? 
No, there was nothing after that. Okay. What, uh... I know some of these questions are, are kind of personal, so I, you know, I respect, you know, um... Your, your space with that, but, you know, I, 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 some of these I have to ask. Um, you know, what I, from what I hear, you've gotten uh, a lot of questions over the years, and uh, I believe the police have talked to you quite a few times. Isn't that right? Sure. Now, I even, uh, there's a record of them tossing you to jail for a night in Logan County in 95. Can you tell me what that was about? Pardon me? So we've got a, a jail record. Uh, it looks like they put you in jail in Logan County in 1995, just before Christmas. Or a couple days before Christmas. Oh. Yeah, they were just squeezing me for information, and they thought if they put me in jail, gave me a taste of that, that I might give up. Um, one of the things they wanted was a hair sample, which I was uh, reluctant to do. I thought it was an infringement, but hmm. I finally did allow them to do that, and then they let me go, go home. Hmm. How is that, I mean, just facing that kind of attention from them, how has that affected your life over the years? Affected my life? Yeah. Well, after they were satisfied, there wasn't any continuation of issue. So there was no effect in my life. Oh, when was the when was the last time they that you got interviewed about this by them? In the general time frame, I don't. There wasn't anything following that. About in say around ninety five, somewhere in there. Again, specifics. Know, sure. Sure. Now, just going back with Kristen again, you, uh, you, you guys were almost neighbors, weren't you? Neighbors. Uh, you mean where she grew up at? Yeah. Yeah. It, we were both uh, on farms on the local Wishick area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did how did you meet her? Proximity, I would say. Just kind of knowing knowing people and being kind of in the same area, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, my understanding is. Uh, that uh, you two had separated uh, prior to that weekend uh, when she disappeared, uh, I believe uh, the previous year, uh, late late '92. And you know, as I'm sure you're aware, there's several uh, domestic violence uh, charges that were filed against you. Can you can you tell me any more about those or, or what happened there? domestic charges filed against me. She um, I, I drove away and she put her foot directly underneath my tire 
and uh, there was an issue about that. Hmm. But, but uh, you know, I I don't care to talk about something of that nature. It's just not uh, something I want to dredge up. Sure. Now, one thing that uh, we heard in our reporting was um, that you had visited, say, about a week after she disappeared or so, or, or the next week after that weekend. Uh, you were at the Ward Hotel in Aberdeen. Does that sound familiar to you, or is that a place that you went? No, I don't remember that. Okay. Was Aberdeen a place that you ever went down to around that time that you recall? I'm familiar with the town, but it's not some a place that I hung out. Sure. Didn't have much of anything to do with. So when Kristen came up that weekend, uh, you said she was bringing her kids to you. We were talking to somebody else, and they had mentioned that it was actually your sister who picked them up. Does that ring a bell at all, or is that... Not how you remember it. Her sister that brought him to me, you say? Your your sister is what are what we heard. No. No, she she dumped them in my care. Okay. She did. There's also some people we talked to said she was going up there to get to get some stuff or to take some stuff away is is that ring a bell at all it has nothing to do with me what does that mean it, my only business with her was for leaving the kids that was it okay how did that work because you from my understanding is there was a non no contact order in place at the time how did that work with the the kids handoff I don't know about a no contact order. So that's my understanding is one of the probation conditions uh, for you after that uh, domestic assault charge was a two-year no contact order. Well, apparently it wasn't stipulated. There wasn't... I had no interest in... in contacting her in any way shape or form hmm. so when she turned up and left the kids I, you know, I had an opportunity to be with the kids for a while and that was um i was interested in yeah they were pretty young at that time uh what mm-hmm. what did what did you tell them or how did you talk to them about where their mom went Well, they I wouldn't say used, they weren't used to that type of thing from her, but it wasn't the first time that she would leave the children with somebody, if not me, then somebody else. But of course, you know, after a while, she's not coming back. Uh, how, how did you handle that just as a, as a dad? 
I didn't have anything to to relate about it. Um, so there was nothing I could tell them. Yeah. Did they ask about about her a lot? Oh, sure. They would ask periodically. I wonder when mom's coming back, and I I couldn't tell them. Yeah. Now you, uh, my understanding is from Kristen's friends uh, back in Bloomington is uh, not too long after she disappeared, you uh, showed up at her apartment to to get some things. Is that is that accurate? A truck that belonged to me. A, a the only thing that I, I recall about. Going to the apartment. That oh, to get a vehicle? You mean? Yes. Okay. So, I am working. This is taking quite a while. Okay. Would could I call again another time when it'd be more convenient for you? No. Are you you're not interested in talking anymore about this? No. It's dredging up bad memories. I, I understand that. Certainly with the questions from the police, I have to ask, did you kill Kristen and Bob? Of course not. Do you if know where they I are now? Done, done something like that, I wouldn't be talking to you from the comfort of my desk here, would I? No, I don't know anything about where they are. If if you were me, where would you go looking for them? I don't know where they are, so what could I tell you to? What, informa- what information can I give you? Uh, I don't know where they are. Okay. Well, I'm hearing that you're not interested in talking. I, I can respect that. Um, so I'll tell you, we're going to be um, working on this podcast uh, ongoing. Uh, the first part of it is is going to go up tomorrow. Um, and so I just want to give you the information again uh, and my information so you can get back in touch with me if you're interested, okay? What is a podcast? I know it has something to do with internet information that, that people go on the internet with, but yeah, I'm not I'm not clear about what a podcast actually is. Oh, sure. So it's basically uh, it's, it's almost like a, a radio show, right? Um, so what what Dakota Spotlight is what what we're working on that's it's an investigative podcast. Um, I'm a I'm a news journalist uh, and. What it is is it's uh, like a radio show in that it's it's audio, right? Um, but it's like you said, it's online or it's distributed through uh, apps on your phone, like you know uh, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, that kind of thing. And so every time that comes out, it downloads to your phone and people listen to it. Um, so they've really gotten big, you know, over the last few years. It's a way a lot of people get uh, get news and information now. So it's uh, not too hard to find if if you have uh, if you or if you can get you know any of those apps if you have an Apple phone or 
an Android phone, you can get a podcast app uh, pretty easily. Um, or on Spotify, too. That's another app. But uh, everything gets put through there. Um, and then it's online as well, so it's possible to find it. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's called Dakota Spotlight, uh, and I'll give you my name and my number so you have it. And, and if you're interested in calling me again, you just let me know. Okay. So my name is Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y. And my last name is Fugelberg. It's F as in Frank, U-G-L-E-B-E-R-G. And our, our parent company is Form Communications. It's based out of Fargo, but they own uh, papers around the area, including uh, Mitchell Paper. Uh, and my so my number, my direct number, my cell is uh, 605-777-3357. Well, I thank you for your time. I understand this is bringing up a lot of old stuff, and it's not easy stuff. Um but I, I appreciate your time, and, and like I said, if you're interested in talking more, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Clyde. Yep. Bye. Bye. That was a lot. And Clyde actually took some of Jeremy's questions. We really didn't expect that. And at times, Clyde was fairly forthcoming. Although, as you heard, as the call went on, he seemed to grow less and less comfortable and not at all comfortable with some of the harder questions. So, put yourself in our shoes for just a second. What do you do with an interview like this? We just asked a man if he killed two people, including his wife. That's a big deal. Now, if Dakota Spotlight was like many other true crime podcasts out there, we probably would have held on to everything from this interview, like a piece of storytelling treasure. You wouldn't have heard one word from our interview with Clyde in any of the early episodes. That's what other podcasts might do because Clyde is clearly a significant figure in this investigation and there are many questions remaining about his wife's disappearance. We could have done that. We could have hijacked your listening experience for the sole purpose of creating drama and suspense. But we didn't feel good about that at all. True crime is, well, it's true. It's real life. It's not a game. It's not Hollywood. It's not a joke. And it's not ancient history. Lots of people in this season are still alive. Clyde Deedy has never been arrested and charged in connection to Kristen and Bob's disappearance. As he pointed out, quite rightly, he remains a free man. And like anyone else, he's innocent until proven guilty. A thing we've repeated over and over on this podcast because it's true. It's a vital part of the justice system in this country. That means we have a responsibility to both Clyde and to you, the listener, to be fair about how we present what we know to not go for the cheap slam-dunk narrative that presumes to know just about everything, who did what and when, and then amp it up for a fact. We don't know exactly what happened. All we have are pieces of a puzzle. We've been honest about that. So, we had some tough choices to make with what Clyde told us. After careful consideration, this is what we decided. We would treat Clyde like any other source in this story. We wouldn't avoid playing clips of his interview for dramatic effect. No, we included his comments wherever possible, and whenever they were relevant to the topic at hand, just like everyone else we've interviewed. Just like Tiffany and Heather and Molly and Susan, Diane, Dean, Debbie, Chase, Mike, Travis, Sandy, Brenda, Sherry, and Trooper Meitinger, and the others, just like all our sources. 
During those early episodes of the podcast, we expected Clyde to listen in. After all, Jeremy had told him how to listen to podcasts, how to find and subscribe to Dakota Spotlight. So, as you might have heard, we hoped to speak with him again, and we hoped he'd be willing to do so. He did not get back to Jeremy, but we certainly had more questions for him. So, a couple weeks later, I tried calling him again. Here's how that call went. Okay, that home number was not valid. So I'm going to try the chiropractic office Friday at 5.20 p.m. Or excuse me, Saturday at 5.20 p.m. So don't know why he would be there, but you never know. That's the right number. Looks like it. Uh, Mr. Didi, my name is James Wollner calling from Forum Communications. Uh, you recently spoke with my colleague Jeremy in regards to your uh, missing Christian Didi, and I have four very specific questions for you that you definitely deserve an opportunity to comment on, and I'm wondering if you would yes, like to do but that. The problem is Jeremy never, never asked for permission to record me and put me on air. So I naturally have to decline your request. Understood. I believe he did ask, but um, you still have his number if you want to bring that up with him. Are you still there, sir? Hello? Mr. Didi, are you still there? So that was that. Of course, Clyde is wrong about my call with him. He was fully aware the call was from a journalist for a podcast and was being recorded and proceeded to voluntarily answer my questions anyway. He could have said no comment or just hung up on me, but he chose not to. At the time of this recording, we haven't heard from Clyde again. We may call him again, though, just in case. Or Clyde, if you're listening, give us a call. You have my number. Or we'd be happy to drive to Winter to interview you in person. We do still have more questions for you. Next week, we'll sit down with a retired homicide detective from Bismarck, North Dakota, and lay everything we've learned out on the table. We'll ask him what he thinks about all of this. Thank you for listening to Dakota Spotlight. Well, I don't think they ran away. You don't? No, no. I don't think they ran away. Remember, the investigation into what happened to Kristen and Bob remains an open case. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. If you have any information about this case, contact law enforcement at the Logan County, North Dakota Sheriff's Office. The number is 701-754-2495. If you like this show and want others to discover it, please consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. And why not join the Dakota Spotlight Facebook group? Just search Dakota Spotlight on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. To support my work, get early access, listen ad-free, and much more, please consider subscribing to Spotlight Plus. Apple users can even subscribe right in the Apple Podcasts app. Learn more about Spotlight Plus at dakotaspotlight.com.